What's going on, good people? Listen, let me first just say happy Tuesday. A real great big God bless you. I'm so excited that you're here. I'm even excited about just this entire series that we'll be unpacking this month, the month of February, holding on to hope. That really is the goal of uh, of, of our series this month. And the challenge for us and the, the takeaway for us is how do we navigate our hurt? How do we heal? From the things that have hurt us as we continue to cling and hold on to hope. And so that is what this entire series will be about this month. I'm so excited that you're here hanging out with me. I want you to think about this for just a moment, though. Imagine imagine a Christmas tree, and under this Christmas tree, it has a ton of presents under it. If you know anything about Christmas and Christmas trees, especially gift wrap presents, right? They're all different shapes. They're all different sizes all that kind of good stuff. And so that is the same even with the hurt that we've experienced, not in the same way that every gift isn't the same under the tree in the same way that every gift isn't the same size under the tree. Similarly is our pain, is our trauma, is our trigger and our scars our, our and our challenges. Those are unique to us. It is, it, is, it is not a one size fits all for pain, nor is there a one size fits all prescription for the hurt that we feel. And so this series this month will be designed for us to gain better insight on how we navigate even the hurt and challenges that we have faced in life and come out a little bit better and not lose hope while we're in it. The truth of the matter is we all have experienced some hurt. We all have experienced some sort of pain, some sort of trauma, and and all of us handle it differently. None of us handle hurt, pain, and pressure the same. Some of us, we we do the best we can. We we try to get through it. We try to bend and bear it. Some of us will deny the pain that we feel because the pain is so heavy. It hurts so much that it's easier to just act as if there's nothing going on. But even folks that do that, uh, oftentimes find themselves crushed under the pain because of the weight of the pain. We weren't we weren't really meant to carry these things on our own. And so that's how oftentimes pain has a tendency to crush people. And this crushing only leads to more pain. It only leads to more discomfort when the true intent for God is to use our pain for something a little bit more perfected in our future and in our purpose. So the true intent of this study and the purpose of this study over the next few weeks is for us to be able to unpack, gain some insight and help us heal from the pain that we have experienced and also help us face those challenges and difficulties with with a renewed mindset, with a different with a different perspective. And the hope is that we'll come out even stronger than we went in. So throughout this series, uh, I'll be sharing some Bible verses that I think will really be helpful and useful. I encourage you to jot them down, highlight them, go back and listen to this. This Bible study will even be on our Fresh Fire podcast. So even as you, even as you, you know, mowing the lawn, uh, shoveling the snow, driving the kids, you can still kind of pop your phones in, um, put it on in the radio, just so you can you can get these get these these scriptures in your spirit. The word of the Lord declares that we should hide the word. 
in our heart. So I'm going to be giving out a couple of scriptures tonight and a couple of points. I wouldn't be me if I didn't have some points for y'all tonight, right? So I got a couple of points as well that I really want to share um, that I believe will bless you as you continue on this journey, as you're holding on to the hope. So uh, I want us to pray and we're going to jump right into our week one series tonight, which I've titled Finding Comfort in the Comforter. This is, this is going to make sense in just a minute. I want you to hang around. Let's pray. Our God, our Father, our Mother, our everything, we thank you for being absolutely all that we need and all that you are. I pray that you bless our time that we spend together. Bless every person tonight, oh God. Bless them that, that as they leave this study and as they sit in this study, that they take the nuggets with them into the next journey, into the next phase. God, we just ask that your word will continue to be a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. In Jesus' name, amen. So again, listen, I'm glad you're here. And because you're here, I'm not going to waste your time. Let's jump right into it. Week one tonight of our Holding On to Hope series is titled Finding Comfort in the Comforter. And I want you to think about Think about uh, think about wintertime. I don't know how you do at your house, but in my crib, we got a we got we got we got a spring comforter that we use. We have a summer comforter that we use, but we have a winter comforter that we use as well. All of those serve a different purpose. I want you to stick around all the way to the end. I want to put this in perspective and make sure we got a nice setup as we continue to walk throughout this series uh, in the upcoming weeks. So again, finding comfort. And the comforter. One of my favorite places in the whole wide world that I love, I love being surrounded by nature, love being outdoors, love being outside. Um, it's just something about being one with nature that just speaks to me. I get I get my songs when I'm out in nature. I get my sermons when I'm out in nature. I get some different revelations and insights when I'm surrounded by nature. Listen, you you put me on an island with, with some sun and some sand where I can see the birds and the bees. That's the best place for me. It's something about the majesty of the mountains that I find comforting. And so comfort is what God offers us even in the midst of chaos, conflict, and confusion. Let me just say that again. Comfort is what God offers us even in the midst of chaos, conflict, and confusion. And, and that comfort can be found in hope because that's what this series is about, finding comfort in hope. That, that comfort can be found in hope because here it is, the first thing. There are times when God puts more on us than we can bear. Let me let me let that marinate just for a minute. Somebody put ouch in the comment sections because God indeed puts more on us than we can bear. I want to give you your first scripture tonight. Second Corinthians chapter second uh, Corinthians chapter one verses eight through ten puts it like this. It says that brothers and sisters, I want you to know that even as you were troubled in Asia, you had great burdens and those great burdens uh, were greater than your own strength. You, those great burdens were greater than your own strength. So understand that in fact, and it is true that God indeed does and will put more on us than we can bear. I don't know about you, but I've I've heard this saying growing up that, oh, God won't put more on you than you can bear. If you if you carrying in, it's because you, God ain't got it. God don't put more on you. And here's what I've discovered, believe it or not, is I'm realizing that that has been a big lie. 
when the saints said that God won't put more on you than you can bear, um, I no longer believe that. I, I no longer believe that. I was taught that, but that's not what I believe. And I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news for you tonight, but if you've been told that, you've already received some bad news already. Let me, let me tell you, though, let me tell you why I don't believe that God does not put more on us than what we can bear. Let me tell you why I, I believe that that statement is untrue. It is false. It is certainly not helpful and certainly is not biblical because what I do believe is that God, in fact, will put more on us than we can bear. And here's why. God will God will put more on us than we can bear, especially when God is trying to position us and when God is trying to strip us of ourselves. Whenever God is trying to strip us of our own our own agenda in an effort to lead us to a place where we're totally and completely dependent on God. Think about this. If there isn't more on you than what you can bear, then what really is the need for God? If you never experienced the feeling of being overwhelmed, if you never experienced the feeling of, 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 of having more on you than what you think you can handle, then you'd never have a reason or the need to turn and depend on God. So understand that God, in fact, will put more on you than you can bear. But there is a reason why. There's something that God is perfecting in us. There's something that God is doing in and through us and around us that it, that, 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 that allows us to grow in and through what we're going through, which is why God will put more on us than we can bear. So if you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed, you're feeling a bit frustrated, you're feeling like your plate is full, you're feeling like you're wearing many hats, understand that maybe God is trying to get you to a place where with all that you have on your plate, that the only one that can help you eat the food on your plate is going to be God. God will, in fact, put more on you than you can bear, but there is purpose and promise and destiny in what you're bearing. There's a reason. There's a reason. There is a reason. Let's just let's just go with this just for a moment, because if if in fact God doesn't put more on you than you can bear, then that must also mean number two, God has given you the power to push through. God has given you the power to push through. We just read in 2 Corinthians that what that the pain and the stress and what we what people were bearing was greater than their own strength. And I think that is God's design that oftentimes what we feel needs to be greater than what we ourselves can possess so that we in fact turn to someone that is greater than even ourselves and even greater than what it is that we're feeling bogged down and overwhelmed and weighed down with because God has given you the power to push through. Think about this just for a moment, right? When we when we exercise, we'll, we've got a nice little workout regimen at your house. Maybe uh, maybe you you go to the gym. I like to go to the gym, and one of the things that I'll do is um I'll pop I'll pop my AirPods in. I'll look around and I'll see the culture. I see people in there. They they either have a workout partner that they're talking to, or they'll pop their headphones in as they're working out. You you whenever you go to the gym, that's what you'll see. You'll see you'll see a lot of folks with a lot of AirPods and earplugs in their ears. Years, uh, work as they're working out. And I make this point because I don't, I don't want to gloss over this. I don't want you to miss this, what I'm about to say here. This is done. I, I begin to think, I'm like, why, why is it that when I go to the gym, I, there have been moments, true story, I have turned around 
to go back to the house to get my earplugs because I need to listen to music while I'm working out. And here's what I need you to understand that this is done uh, when we take a workout partner with us or when we have our music playing as we're working out. This is done so that the individual that's working out can focus on something outside of themselves in order to distract them from the pain. As you're working out, as you walk in the treadmill, as you bench, bench pressing, whatever your preference is for your workout regimen, people are, are finding ways to distract themselves from the reality of the pain. Whenever you're working out, listen, that resistance, it's painful. You feel the tension, you feel the pressure. It is, it's painful. So understand to listen to music or to find something else to occupy your mind as you are working out, it distracts you from the pain that you're feeling in that temporary moment. Here's what I need you to get, because when it comes to kingdom things, however, that is not what God wants for us. God does not want us to pop the music in in order to distract us from the pain. God doesn't want us to go find a workout partner or someone else to talk to in order to distract us from the pains in life. But understand that God really wants to comfort you and give you peace in the pain. The, 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 the plan is unlike any other workout regimen. You, you can pop your headphones in when, you, when, you, when you're trying to build resistance physically, but when it comes to spiritual growth and spiritual building, you, you, can't, you can't tune out the pain. You can't pop in ear earplugs to drown out the noise and the music. God wants to give you comfort and peace in the pain that you're feeling. And here's why, because there's a bigger picture than just your pain. There's 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 always going to be a bigger picture than just your pain. Pain is what is used to produce and maximize your full potential, your full growth, and your full development. And so in this season, in this space, you can't afford to uh, uh, look for methods and means of distracting yourself from what it is that's weighing you down. You you can't you can't drown it out in this season, but no, God needs you to to look at it. God needs you to face it. God needs you to not be distracted by it. But there's something in and through the pain that God is trying to grow, develop and produce in and through you. Genesis chapter 50 verses 20 puts it like this that you meant it what you did to me, you meant it for my, you meant it unto me for evil, but God has turned this thing around for my good. So think about this now. What, what have you done in your past to distract you from the pain? What have you done in your past to distract you from the things that God never wanted you to be distracted from? Sometimes God, God needs you just to sit in it. God needs you to look that thing in the eye. God needs you to put language to it. God needs you to talk to it, to address it because there's something in and through it that God is going to do in and through you. And so instead of instead of going through it and pushing through, you've you've allowed the pain to distract you and you've allowed the pain to stop you. But this year, this year, this year, this one right here, this year, you you can't you can't let that stop you. Don't let the pain keep you pigeonholed, but push through. What I hear tonight is that there is power in your push. There's power in your push. Don't give up because it's difficult. Don't give up because it's painful. Don't give up because you've got the, you, you feel like as if you have been let down, but, but push through, 
push through, push through, push through the pain. So as you are pushing through the pain, understand that there is peace that also comes as you push. There is power that also comes as you push. I, I got a, I got another analogy for you. Have you ever, have you ever went to go and uh, plug something up? Maybe it was a blender or something like that. And, and you notice it, it, you don't quite get what you need until you, you push, you gotta, you gotta push the button. You gotta start the engine. You gotta, you gotta get things going. You can't give up because 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 the pain looks difficult but in this season you've got to you've got to be willing to push through. So the question is tonight, how do we find comfort and how do we find peace in situations that bring us pain? How do we find comfort? How do we find peace in in situations that bring us pain? And and that's the million dollar question for this TNL series. That that's the million dollar question. Let me let me ask you this: Would would you wear would you wear would you wear a summer jacket in the winter time? Mm -mm. Look at my face. Mm -mm. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. That. I don't know how that's going to turn out for you. Uh, most of us would not wear a summer jacket in the wintertime, right? And here's here's why. Because in order, in order for you to stay warm, in order for you to be uh, appropriate and covered for the season that you are entering into, it's important that you're you're dressed properly for the season. So now, in order to stay warm, you've got to be willing first to switch out your summer clothes from your winter clothes. Now, I don't know how you get down, but uh, whenever, wherever you store your winter clothes, maybe you store your winter clothes in the attic, maybe you store it in the garage, maybe you store your winter clothes in the basement, maybe you've got a storage unit, I don't know. But um, but 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 you 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 go and you begin to pull out your winter clothes because you realize that the season is changing and you need your winter clothes now to keep you warm. You had the summer clothes and they got you through the last season. It kept you real cool the last season. But as the seasons have changed, you now need to change now even your attire to make sure that you have what you need for the season that you are facing. Now, what good does it do you to have winter clothes, but to have winter clothes packed away in the basement? That, that won't help you in the wintertime. What you've got to do, uh, if you anything like me, is when you when you when the fall is starting to roll around and you you seeing the leaves starting to fall and you seeing the leaves begin to turn brown, you you begin to get a little bit of an inkling that winter is approaching. And so what I do when I sense that winter has come, uh, I've got to I've got to now go to the place where I store my winter stuff and I've got to pull my winter stuff out. I've got to put the summer stuff up. And I've got to pull the winter stuff out because it's the winter stuff now that will keep me warm for the winter. And here's here's my point tonight, because God operates the same way with us. God isn't going to force peace on us. God isn't going to force comfort on us. God isn't going to force 
his purpose on us. But what we have to be willing to do is we've got to be willing now to go and seek out and grab hold of the peace and the presence of God in order to gain comfort. It's not enough to know that you need your winter clothes, but you won't go to the basement to get it. You've got to be willing now to go take your behind down them steps and go in the basement and pull out what you need so that you have what you need for the season. That's how God operates. God isn't going to force anything. God isn't going to twist our arm and make us do anything. The Bible says in Jeremiah 29, 13, it puts it like this, that you will search for me. And when you search for me, you will find me because you've looked for me with your whole heart. God now will bring comfort. God will bring peace. God brings sustainability. God brings promise and prosperity to those that are willing to search for him because you will find it when you search and find and grab hold of God. So, so, so often we're looking for God to do the incredible and the miraculous and the unseen. And God is more than capable, but God gets his work done. God gets God's work, work done through us. Are you willing in this season now to be a, a vessel and a participant that says, God, I'm willing to go? and get what you need me to get. So I have what I need to have. God, I'm willing to go seek out what it is that I need to seek out so that I have exactly what it is that I need. You will find me when you search for me, says the Lord, with your whole heart. So understand tonight that peace and power, peace and power, it only comes to those that are willing to go looking for it. What This year, what are you looking for? What are you what are you looking for this year? This year, what are you looking for? Can I give you another scripture tonight? We we we're gonna move on. Second Corinthians chapter one, verse five. Second Corinthians one verse five, it says this that we share in the many sufferings of Christ in the same way as Christ did. However, much comfort comes to us through Christ. Ain't that good? Ain't that good news that while we share in the same sufferings that Christ suffered and experienced, the outcome and the experience in the end will be different because we actually have a comfort who will comfort us in our hurt, who will comfort us in our pain, who will comfort us uh, even in what it is that we are facing. And I think that this series is so timely given the, the time of the year, given the month that we're in, given, given what it is that we are experiencing even in terms of our society, in terms of systemic racism and injustice, that we have a comforter that is with us even in our suffering. So understand that the comforter will comfort you, but only as you're willing to put the comforter on. Do you 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 switch out your comforters as the seasons change? You 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 got a you got a summer comforter and a winter comforter. Listen, I I tried it. I've tried to use the summer comforter in the winter time. I'm here to tell you that it does not work. You've got to be willing to go seek out the the comforter that you need for the season that you are in. Yeah, that's that's what you got to do. And 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 that's done. Number three. That comes with the willingness to bring our discomfort to the comforter. 
That comes when we're willing to bring our discomfort to the comforter. The, the, the reality is as unfortunate and as sad as this may sound, most of us will never get what we need. And most of us will never get to the place that God needs us to be at because we just aren't honest enough to, we just aren't honest enough even with ourselves. We, we, we will never get to the places, we'll never be able to accomplish the things that God has intended and purpose for our lives as long as we're unable and as long as we're unwilling to be honest with ourselves about what we need. We, we got to be honest with ourselves. Uh, I know that tonight is Bible study. This isn't an AA meeting, but but uh, one of the 12 steps in the AA process, uh, one of the very first steps is admission. You can't, you can't, you can't get to the next step without first admitting. And admission is a really important step in the healing process. You've got to be willing to admit something's troubling me, something hurt me, something has broken me. We only are healed as we are willing to acknowledge that something has hurt or is hurting us. And I want you to get this tonight, especially as believers, because we have been so taught by church and religion, uh, not, not by Christ and not by the word, but by religion and religious institutions that we aren't to complain, we aren't to, uh, to seek for answers, uh, but understand tonight that being willing to admit that you need God's help, being willing to admit that you need God to step in into this particular situation, into this particular season, into this particular moment in my life, understand that that doesn't make you unworthy, that doesn't make you less spiritual, but what it does is that allows God to step in right into the very crevices of your situation and shine a light and do something about it. We, we can only heal from the things that we're willing to acknowledge. We can only heal from the things that we're willing to acknowledge. You, you, you realize that no one has ever gotten healed by ignoring what they needed to treat. No one has ever gotten healed by ignoring an illness that they needed to take care of. Only people get healed that are willing to allow the healing to take place. If you've ever had a cut, if you've ever uh, had an open wound uh, and you see that wound beginning to bleed, most of us, what will we do? We'll run, we, we'll run, we'll, we'll wash that wound out. We'll put that wound under some warm water so that the wound can be clean. We may put a little bit of an antibiotic on it. We may put a Band-Aid to keep it shielded and protected. And that is the way that our healing comes when we are willing and honest to acknowledge that I've got a bruise, I've got a cut, I've got a boo-boo, I'm acknowledging it, and God, I need you to do something about it. The healing process, you can't heal what you aren't willing to face or confront. And so the healing process doesn't begin. Pain has to be acknowledged before it can be addressed. God has brought you through so, so much in years past, seasons past. Don't continue to carry around the trauma and the pain. Let's, let's address it so that way we can heal from the hurt and continue to grow and cling to our hope. Do you, do you realize that avoiding the pain and avoiding the hurt and avoiding the cut 
and the bruise only worsens the symptoms. It only worsens the outcome and the pain. And so listen, as we move toward wrapping up tonight, let me leave you with just a couple more things because the Greek word for comforter is a root word with the term that Jesus uses now to describe the Holy Spirit. That's that's what Jesus uses to describe the Holy Spirit is this word uh, comforter. And, and in fact, Jesus says in John 14, 16, that I will ask of God, I will ask God the Father, and God will give you another helper so that this helper may be with you forever. Understand that you've got a helpmate, you've got a comforter, you've got something that is willing to cover you and keep you forever. But are you willing to go swap out the summer? for the winner. You you got to you got to make sure that you you're pulling out the right comforter for the right season. I just wish somebody would just 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 run around the place right there. Go go ahead and just just go ahead and just run around the living room. Did you did you hear what I just said? Uh did you hear what I just read in in John for us uh tonight that Jesus now has sent a comforter by way of the Father that will be with us forever. And so even in moments where we feel overwhelmed, even in moments where we feel that we've got more than we can bear, even in moments where we feel that the pain just won't end, we have a comforter that will be with us forever. Part of gaining access to the comforter is acknowledging that we need a comfort. Yeah, yeah, because every every affliction, every pain, every headache, every heartache, every heartbreak that we will ever face in life, there is a comforter. For everything that you're feeling, there's a comforter. For everything that you're up against, there is a comforter. And the comforter, this Holy Spirit, is like a winter jacket. It's a blessing to have this comforter on and with you in the wintertime if you choose to wear it, but you've got to make a decision now that I refuse to go through life without this comforter. I refuse to go through life with my own thoughts, my own ideas, and my own way of doing things only yielding the same outcome. Here's what happens when we yield the same outcome. Our life ends up on a loop. And the reality is God really wants us to make sure that our focus is on him. Because the reality is, number four, is what you focus on will affect your experience. What you focus on will affect your spiritual experience. And not only will it affect your experience, but what you focus on will also affect your existence. It will affect your perspective. It will affect how you think. The word of God declares, however, in Romans 8, 28 and 29, for we know that all things are working. All things are working. All my pain is working for something greater. All my trauma has been working for something greater. 
All of my hurt has been working for something greater and it's working toward a great hope. Yeah, you've got it. You've got to hold on to the hope. We haven't been promised a life free from pain, but what we have been promised is that God will be with us and God sees us in and through our pain. And so God, God can't show up. God can't show up and God can't show up in victory if there isn't a battle that you're going to let God fight. You've got to you've got to let the comforter now show up and fight for you because it's working. Remember, so you've got to you've got to you've got to you've got to relinquish and let God work. Let God work. Let God work through the pain. Let God work through the trouble. Let God work through the trauma. Put on that jacket. Put on that comfort so that God can work through whatever it is. You've got you've to be willing to let God do it. So listen, take refuge, maintain peace, maintain power, and maintain your perspective even as you go through your process. Because what you focus on it will affect your experience. You you don't want to miss God. You don't want to miss your moment. You don't want to miss your blessings. You don't want to miss the people that God is sending. You don't want to miss the resources that God is sending because you have been focused on the pain instead of the power that's working in and through the pain. When you when you really begin to understand that God will fight for you, that's when you really can uh, avoid the life loop. You can avoid the life loop. That that's it tonight. Number five: avoid the life loop. Avoid the life loop. You 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 and I we've wasted we've wasted so much time on a loop. We've wasted years. We've wasted moments. We've wasted talent. We've wasted seeds. We've wasted energy on this life loop. And, and the life loop is this cycle uh, that never ends. This life loop, it keeps going and going and going. And the life loop isn't supposed to keep going. But, 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 but the truth is um, some stuff God will leave us in until we get what we need. Some stuff God will just leave us in until we get what we need. The best way to explain this is it's almost uh, like warming up some food. Uh, one of the things that I do, and I'm sure you do this too, um, is uh, whenever I've got some leftovers or it's something that I need to warm up in the microwave, uh, what, I, what I tend to do is I'll put it in the microwave, y'all. Uh, and instead of me setting it for maybe three or four minutes and just letting it go, I'll set it for 30 seconds. Now, I know I need to warm it up uh, repeatedly, but I, I, I'll warm it up for 30 minute increments. I'll set the microwave uh, for 30 second burst. And here's here's why I do that. I do that so that uh, after 30 seconds, I'm able to take it out the microwave and look at it. Uh, and then I, if it hasn't reached the temperature that I needed it to reach, I'll stick it back in the microwave so that it can reach, uh, so that the temperature can go a little bit higher. And then after another 30 seconds, I'll take it back out. If it's still not the temperature that I want it to be, 
Guess what? I'm going to put that food right back in the microwave and I'm going to nuke it for another 30 seconds. I'll keep doing this 30 seconds. Take it out and look at it. Put it back in if it's not right. We we and I'll, I'll stick it back in the microwave until it reaches my desired warmth. Here's what I want to leave you with tonight, because the life loop is the same way when we find ourselves in the same situation that we've been in. And this happens. This life loop happens when we have been in situations and we didn't get what we needed to get the first time. So now we're in a life loop. And then we didn't get what we needed the second time. So now we're in this re repetitive cycle of a life loop. We didn't get it the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. And now we're in this life cycle where we are now repeating the same thing. We're learning the same lesson. We're being faced with the same test. We are being confronted with the same challenge. Why? Because we're on this life loop. Because we didn't get the lesson that we needed when we should have gotten it. Avoid the life loop where, you, where God takes you out, but somehow you find yourself right back in. God brings you out and somehow you find yourself right, right back in. Understand tonight that God is sovereign. God is in control. God doesn't want you on a life loop. God wants you to live your best life, period. Nothing in life happens unless it passes through the hand of God. God either causes it or allows it. And if God causes it, God has caused it for a reason. This week though, rather than maybe asking the why it happened, maybe you should be asking the what. What is the lesson that I need to give so that I can hold on to hope and avoid the life loop? What, what is the reason that I'm here in this moment, in this space, going through what I'm going through? God, I need, I need, I need the comforter to reveal to me what it is that I need. Not why, but what? What is it that I'm supposed to learn? What is it that I'm supposed to take from this? Last thing I want to leave you with, last Bible verse is Psalm 138, verse 6. Psalms 138, verse six, and the word of the Lord declares in the Psalms that the Lord is supreme. The Lord takes care of those that are not proud and is distant from those that are. As we continue to hold and cling to hope, hold and cling to the good, good father, hold and cling to the great, great God, the great, great mother of the earth. holding on to hope as we navigate our hurt and make strides toward our healing. Are you willing to move this year from the why it happened? And are you willing to move to the what was the reason that it happened in the first place? To the what is it that I need to walk away and take away, learn and grow from? What is it? What is the lesson? What's the test that I need to pass? Tonight, I'm asking what hope are you holding on to? And what hurt do you need to let go of 
so that you can heal. I want you to join me next week as we will go a bit deeper in discussing and discovering what it means to hold on to hope. Next week, we'll be uh, dissecting and unpacking what I'm titling Discovering the Treasure Within. Next week, Discovering the Treasure Within. This will be the lesson where we will explore how our brokenness can lead us to break through and break out. Who knew? Who knew that your brokenness is really a setup for your breakthrough and your breakout? Next week, I love you. Until then, set some stuff on fire.